Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Forever. Dog. Hi, Adventure Kateers. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th, available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Uh, whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will. This is Ben Acker. And Ben Blacker. See you. (laughs) Inhale. Not if I see you first. Hi, everybody. It's me, Ben Blacker. (laughs) And this is Ben Acker. Hi. (laughs) What's up, you guys? I love doing the thrilling adventure hour with my friend, Ben Blacker. I'm sorry, I haven't been able to catch my breath in quite a few years. <laughs> That's not what I sound like. <laughs> we have a good time! <laughs> Everyone, this is my voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like. We can't really start out like this, can we? We yes, just did. We did it. No. Did. Yes. Do you want to start us out? Yeah, audience, you get what you pay for. <laughs> So it is, it's free. That yeah. voice is Paget Brewster. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for all the support of me on Criminal Minds. I'm sorry that I'm not on the show anymore, but uh, I got locked out of the set. And then um, everybody, it was a misunderstanding. They thought I quit. <laughs> Please, if anyone has the ear of anyone who works on Criminal Minds, I left my phone charger in there. <laughs> and, of course, we invited Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I hope he does his voice. You didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Little Gary? <laughs> oh my god, that's not little Gary. Oh, inside podcast jokes. Uh Paul and Padgett, thank you guys for being here. Ben and Ben, thank you for having yeah. us here. Yes. Uh would you guys say you're, you're the you're stars welcome. of 
you're the stars of Beyond Belief, the I'd segment in the Thrilling Adventure I'd Hour. Would, so, some people may disagree. Would you say you're the fan favorite? <laughs> I think that you know what I re- I I posted a uh, a little promo link to the latest episode of Beyond Belief, and you know people reblog it, you know stuff like that, which is very nice. And then I saw one person said something, and I clicked on what they they said in their reblog, and they said, "I feel kind of bad that." They make all these jokes about being the fan favorite. It makes me feel sorry for the other segments. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just as good. I'm like, it's just a joke. It's Nobody's a joke. supposed to feel bad. <laughs> it's a joke, you guys. The whole show is at Mark Evan Jackson's expense. The That's whole true. thrilling adventure hour. That's true. <laughs> it is an elaborate prank. <laughs> um, it's a roast. But seriously, you are the fan favorites. And <laughs> so tell us uh, how you guys got involved with doing the show and playing these characters. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how we became involved <laughs> And beyond belief. Edit point. Now, I like to gamble. And every <laughs> once in a while, I win. Every once in a while, I lose. <laughs> we did. What is going we on? We did a re- we did a reading. Of, this is really well, the story. The story of how we became involved in Beyond Belief is the story of Thrilling Adventure itself. <laughs> we did a read through of a script you guys had written called "Somebody Somebody on Something," <laughs> and um, it was a like the. It's a terrible idea, but <laughs> there was a lot of great performances, um, and it was fun, and everybody was having a good time. Which yeah. part was a terrible idea? Was it having a it was lawman like, on another planet? Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Right? I think so. Whatever happened to that idea? No one knows. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, so we did this read-through, and it was a lot of fun, and then you guys were all, this is so much fun. Let's do it. Let's figure out a way to do it all the times. <laughs> and then everybody was like, it's impossible. And you guys were like, we'll show you. And then you came up with the show. And you asked me to be in it. And then I was. And that's my story. Paget's story is hers to tell. I don't remember. I do. I don't remember how I got involved. I Paul was doing it. And did you, no, no, were you producing it, it? You were producing Paul's show? I am the producer of Largo? Paul's show at Largo. And we Head did, writer, a, I did a sketch with Brian Unger. Brunger. Mm-hmm. On Paul's show. True. Yes. And, and you saw that and, and you asked me to do the thing with Paul? I had known you from Paul's show. Right. Where I am the producer. And um, you and I, like we knew each other from the Largo scene. Right. And uh, we were doing the Hollywood Hell House. Oh, right. Which was a comedy version of a biblical horror haunted house. Yes, it was, a, it, it was just people, hipsters <clears throat> in Hollywood, doing... Uh, word for ver- word. Ironically, word for word, this thing that is done very sincerely in, the, in, in the religious Bible parts Belt. of the country. In the hate-filled yeah. Bible Belt. Yes. Where? <laughs> so, yeah. so, the HBB. Yeah, we were doing Hell House. We were doing Hell House, and I said, would you be interested? This is kind of the idea that we're going for. And you said, sure, I'd be interested. Drop a script, whatever. So I dropped a script at your house, uh-huh. and you and it was maybe left out in the rain. It what? was a couple of weeks. <gasps> no, no. I, listen, it was it was just it was one of these things where the next time I saw you, you were like, "Oh my gosh, please drop another script because I didn't get a chance to." And it rained and whatever. Oh, I and don't so, remember any of this. So I dropped another script and I went to do an errand. I got through the one, I went to do some errands I got through one of them it was 25 minutes later you called me having read it oh yeah ecstatic see normally I'm right on top of stuff <laughs> I'm not accusing you of anything we can cut out the first try from this podcast no but no that's alright if I'm it took me is, two weeks nothing then... will be cut out 
<laughs> All of it's gold. <laughs> Four men enter. No men well, leave. I did, but I what did. I'm saying is, le- less than half an hour later, you called, and I said, obviously, we're still working on it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna refine it before we we go up. And you said that's fine. I remember it verbatim. That's fine. Just don't touch any of my lines because <laughs> they're perfect and they're mine. <laughs> I see. Also, I love Paul, you agreed to do it. it. I don't have a vivid yes, memory of it. I don't recall any of my uh, conditions, but um, <laughs> yes, I believe I agreed. I thought to do Paul it. was signed on before I was. I might have told you. That I think to get so. You involved. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Not only this is why you're the producer of my show. <laughs> the double producer. Now. <laughs> so that was it. So the first mm. so the first Beyond Belief, we were both part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right from the very beginning. But then various people played Sadie. Right. After we didn't that. have Paget oh, right. the next two months. So was we did it our only two months? It was only two months. Well, because it, it was been... it was Friday nights mm-hmm. and right. I was on Huff. Nobody's attacking That's right. you. Right. No, no, no. I because I, I might be a little bit. It, it was, was awful it was messy missing for those the first show. Five it was years. terrible missing first shows. Five years, so. <laughs> no, on and off. I couldn't do it. And then there then there was the dark time. <laughs> well look. We'll, we'll get to that. The uh, we it was our first and last auditions for the show, trying to find someone to fill your shoes, and then we realized we couldn't. Aww, and then we didn't. Thank you. Yeah, so some you, people are just irreplaceable. <laughs> Some people are replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. I think you're talking about Paget and you, right? I didn't. Uh, Paget, tell us about, <laughs> if you would. Yes. Will you tell us about? Will you tell us? Will you? Uh, some, some early memories of doing the show at M-Bar. What do you recall of jumping in uh, with this crazy gaggle of Muppets who was doing the show? Well, you remember I loved M-Bar. I, I loved Embar. Loved I thought Largo with the coronet was a huge That's mistake right. and have been ahead. proven <laughs> incredibly wrong. What, what did you love about Embar? What I loved about Embar was booze. we could we, <laughs> the bar part. Well, there's still there's still booze at Largo <laughs> the with letter the letter cor- M. <laughs> Those are all the parts. <laughs> that, that, M for that We could that the people who were not on stage at the time of mm. of other um, pieces could be at the bar watching at the bar A. Be uh, watching, and we could sing. So it, to me, it felt kind of like there was sort of a surround sound opportunity in that. And and it's dinner theater. People were eating mm-hmm. and drinking, and we we could all see each other all the time. There was no backstage, mm-hmm. um, and it felt it felt very uh, lively and intimate. And um, Largo at the Coronet, I I love now. It's it's different. It's 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 just a different experience than sure. than it was at M Bar. But I mean, wedging that. The Andy Paley Orchestra up on stage, and we, we had to step over wires, and and uh, it was dangerous. It was nuts. It was dangerous. It was crazy. It was nuts, and it felt like we were all just kind of putting up a, a curtain in the barn and like, let's do a show, you it guys. It really was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was our adolescence. It was. One could say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, but I but I love Largo at the Coronet equally and in a different in a different uh, we couldn't do it at the ambar now no and we it couldn't was, we, we 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 would never be able to do it now and it was certainly a, a learning curve that we all had uh when we moved to largo uh, i i love largo now i was oh, so sure. wrong oh my god <laughs> remember i think i told you this will shut down in a period of months <laughs> <laughs> i I, w- I was dead set against it yeah and i've discovered maybe i just i don't like change well thank you for coming with us then mm-hmm 
That's, that's, uh, thank you for making it Saturdays. It's not like you were dismissing her. Thank you very much for contributing your story. <laughs> no longer need you. <laughs> it took us seven years to find a new Sadie. <laughs> um, will you, Paul and Paget? Um, these characters of Frank and Sadie were fairly well formed from the beginning, I think, um, and that I, is really a testament to your abilities and your chemistry. Tell us about attacking these characters and how you took them on, and, and what you maybe related to in these characters, uh, characters, or just <laughs> won't you? These characters <laughs> are. <laughs> I thought, how do I get inside this guy's brain? I gotta crawl around in there a little bit. Um, I, I was a big fan of um, the uh, the Thin Man movies, and uh, uh, what I liked so much about those movies, and what I like about Frank and Sadie, is that their um, relationship is unshakable, and they're absolutely devoted to each other, and they're always on each other's side. Um, and what I what I love. Is, Specifically, what's so funny to me about Frank and Sadie is that they seem to uh, abhor the rest of the world. They don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. They don't want to be around other people. And they just want to be with each other and drinking in their apartment. <laughs> That's all they really <laughs> want to do. And that really, it really amuses me how misanthropic they are. And I think Frank, even more so than Sadie, um, that his his whole world is just Sadie, and he any opportunity that I have to be dismissive of other people um, and be sarcastic and condescending to them is that's my that's my favorite thing about playing Frank is how exasperated he is with the rest of the world and how it's just getting in the way. Oh, hold that thought, darling, whilst I get the door. But, Sadie, everyone we know is right here. I was just saying the other day I wanted to meet new people. To whom? To you. Are you certain? Because once you meet someone new, there's no turning back. You'll know him, and that'll be that. Frank, are you jealous? The jealousest. <laughs> just a moment. Frank, you've really not to fear. I love you more than anyone who could come through that door. Sure, you say that now, but it's a really nice door. <laughs> Darling, look into my eyes. Those eyes? You're the only one for me. Oh, Sadie, of course I am. Will you forgive a jealous old drunk? <laughs> I will if he fixes our guest a drink. You're still letting him in? Just a moment. Of course I'm letting him in. But you said I was the only one for you. Well, I meant that no matter who enters our apartment, this would be the case. <laughs> then I'm just being silly. I'll fix our guest a drink. <laughs> and while you do that, I'll fix you a drink as a reward for recognizing silliness and proving yourself better than petty and adorable jealousy. <laughs> it's that kind of talk that will spur me to make you a drink oh. as a reward for marrying well. <laughs> I did marry well, didn't I? <laughs> not as well as I did, but very nearly. <laughs> now, the news. Thin Man I did not see until after we started mm. doing... Oh, really? Beyond Belief, yeah. So, so how did you approach Sadie? Um, I mean, because she's obviously drawn, at least for us, very much from this Thin Man, but also kind right. of these fast-talking classic comedies. Right. Um, well, I'd seen about? His Girl Friday, okay. and I'd, I'd seen... but um, Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, my, my parents uh, were, were teachers when my brother and I were growing up, and we weren't allowed to watch TV, so we actually did listen to old... The old, the old radio shows were aired... 
in the 80s on NPR. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, so we, we, would, we would sit around the radio and listen to, because they didn't want a TV on. Oh, my God. So I'd, I'd heard a lot of those. And uh, so that's what I based Sadie's accent on. But that sort of mid-Atlantic, um, you know, 30s, 40s, fast-talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys wrote her. And <laughs> you know what I mean? You created her. Well, um, we, we do. I mean, we've, we've said this before uh, about you guys and about all of the actors. It's always a collaboration for us. You know, we have something in mind, but the actor is always going to bring something amazing to the part. And, you know, the, the character and the actor very much. Uh, I think all writers one. should should think this way. <laughs> all writers should think this way. I do like I will. I have noticed uh, that in the last few years you have made Frank and Sadie more. Um, and we physically have made them more affectionate, more flirty. Hmm. Haven't you noticed that? Yeah, I think because that- it sort of was. They kind of seemed um, a little more, you know, jokey picky at each other back in the day. Frankenstein and sadistic, and they called each other those nicknames. Um, but but I like that they just want to s- stay home. I do think Sadie, as would be typical of a mm-hmm. woman in that relationship, is more outgoing and trying to get Frank to now we have to go and they have this burden of a gift that that they can fix problems with the supernatural and they can speak to you know John F. Kennedy or you know whoever it is that they need to speak to to, to fi- fix a problem but they don't want that gift mm-hmm. they're stuck with it um, and, and I like but I like that we've gotten more flirty I feel like we used to try and make it the subtext mm-hmm. and now like we're fine making it the text too you know well, it's a, and it's a nice contrast to you know the stuff that you were talking about, Paul. Where it's he he will dig on all of these people who kind of enter his circle, mm-hmm. but he could not be more affectionate with his wife, and the yes. two of them clearly love and have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so we've put them up against uh, any number of monsters and uh, insane characters. Do you guys have any uh, that you particularly loved playing against? Whether it was you know. Because of the character, the scenario, or the actor who played that that monster, the first one that comes to mind is the um, the gin and tonic episode, um, which uh, I that was so much fun because there's so many things going on with that the um, you know the David Mamet thing and and the the just the idea of genies and the the uh, the rules of the wishes and all that stuff that 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 hits a lot of uh, um, a lot of buttons for me of stuff that I really like making fun of. Let me have your attention for a moment. <laughs> so you're talking about what? You're talking about wishes. Master makes one uh, for a sandwich. You can't spin it. And unfortunate, some master won't make a wish, and so forth. Well, well, you're not Ramin and Ali. No, I'm not, pal. No, I'm not. Drink! Put that martini down. Never, ever. Not ever, never. Drink! And you, adept at identifying who isn't Ramin and Ali. Ramin and Ali don't come here. They don't come see you, Ramin and Ali. They're busy doing none of your business, is what. You rub the phone to try to summon Ramin and Ali, you get 
me. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> See this? This is my lamp. I rub it, I come out. I grant myself three wishes. That's who I am. And I know all about who you are, you sad sack. I know who you are. I look at you, and I see you, and I know who you are. I know, sure, as I know that this thing, this thing we do, it's uncomplicated. It used to be? No, it is. It still is. Three wishes is what they get. Ironic twist on one. Minimum. You don't get even that right. And that, pal, is who you are. Yeah, that's, that's one that jumps out right away. What about you? Um, you don't I like know what I'm talking no, about. No, I do. It's the, the, the Glengarry Glen Ross <laughs> yes. speech about always You're be granting. Like looking at me like, what always are you Always be granting. Well, gin and tonic. I didn't know it was named gin and tonic. Sure. Well, with she a, doesn't know how to get the podcast. With a, with a D, like genies. Gin. Oh, right now. Now. Okay, I know. <laughs> I know now. Um, I, like the, I like the succubus one mm-hmm. with Justin fun. hovering in the window and fighting mm-hmm. with his dad. Justin yes. Kirk, when he played that. I liked... Um, Tig as the crone, the witch. She oh, really yeah. made that. The first time we did that one, yeah. She Tig Nataro or Nataro. How Nataro. do I pronounce it? Nataro. She made that she made that witch and and she was she was not dressed old timey. She's on stage in a in a hoodie and just killed it. And I love that crone. I remember her being backstage She's... saying, Nobody nobody told me I had to dress up. <laughs> I I really liked that. And the oh, well. the Africa one. Oh, I finally watched The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) I was singing that all wrong. (laughs) Now I know. (laughs) I can do it now. (laughs) No, clearly. You're welcome, Internet. Okay, you guys, watch me turn into a lion. (laughs) Okay! You look just like Jake, but bigger. You got the main right. <laughs> well, I'm God of the Beast, right? Hey, hey, listen to this. Roar! Please, Age, just spend two more seconds thinking about this. <laughs> Too late, I'm lying. See ya. <laughs> there he goes, that fluffy, angry, glorious god. Those hunters are going to be so scared of Age. I, I hope Age remember to retain a godly aspect and not just turn into a big lion. What? No, no, of course he did. Yeah, he, he must have. Uh-huh. Do, you think, do, you, do you think he didn't? I, Barapanu, god over the jungle green, can feel the hunters. They're nearing through the trees, on the brush. A lot of plant interaction, these hunters. I, Arabati, god over the sky, feel them too, making their way through the air, which is part of the sky. I, Tano, god of the rivers, cannot feel them, but I I see them, there, riding that elephant. (laughs) Oh, Frank, j'adore (laughs) Seferis. Yes, love, nothing can compare to riding snookered upon a pachyderm, proving dominion over all God's creatures. Yes, like that lion we shot yesterday. Uh, oh, Sadie, love, 
When on safari, one doesn't shoot things, one bags things. As in, do you remember that lion we bagged yesterday? Oh, or it's 9 a.m. and already I'm half in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) That's two thirds. Um, yeah, I like that one. I like the, the, the angry, the trees look so angry mm. and the, and the <laughs> big game hunters. That Africa one was, the, was a lot of fun. It's so and we've good. done it a couple of times, but it was always fun because there are so many other characters for you guys to play off yeah. of. And I think every time we've done it, we've tried, we've tried to load it with just the powerhouse comedy people that we could find. Uh, and a couple other ones. The, the mummy one was, had so many great jokes in it all this stuff about the the various booby traps that just would not be effective you know <laughs> after three days um what further booby traps do you think we might encounter oh what well, i believe we are in fact encountering one now no you don't say now sadie do not be alarmed but this corridor is as loaded as we are but with snakes oh frank Snakes! I'm considering becoming alarmed. How many snakes? Let me see. Hundreds, I'd estimate. Hundreds? No! Why aren't they hissing? Cat goddesses got their tongues? (laughs) Now, darling, I'm no herpetology coroner, but they seem to have been dead for a very long time. I don't know who thought they were being clever loading a place up with snakes, but they never had a goldfish nor a guinea pig for a pet. You have to feed animals, ancient Egyptians. Oh, also, they will not live to be thousands of years old, even if you do feed them. Come on, dear, let's slog through these dead snakes and see the mummy. The Twilight Zone one, the, uh, the yesterday shop on Today Street, is uh, a, oh, I like that. a particular favorite of mine because that I love the Twilight Zone so much. And Ben, is actually, that the one that we just did with Eli- with Reeser? Yeah, and Thomas Lennon. I think and, I'm a toy. That yeah. one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That one is so it's so great, great, and there's so much stuff in there that I love. And and I was uh, I was glad to be a consultant on that episode. That's right. Ben Acker wrote to me and you know said, "Here's what we're thinking. What other Twilight Zone stuff?" Well, the highlight you know, of the year is. Of everybody's year, every year, everybody's year <laughs> of the New Year celebration <laughs> is your live tweets of the Twilight Zone. Yes, I I have done this a number of years where I will <laughs> the best moment of those years. My, my wife and I are not big New Year's Eve people, and she will be asleep usually by 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve, and so uh, I I will wake her up to wish her Happy New Year <laughs> at midnight, and then I will watch. Um, until I fall asleep, I'll watch a bunch of uh, uh, Twilight Zones. Uh, Sci-Fi does a Twilight Zone marathon. And I, and I will live tweet <laughs> the episodes. And some people really love it. And some people get really, really mad. And the worst part for the people who get really mad who are just drunk. And they still have their phones <laughs> hooked up to their Twitter. So they're getting texts or whatever. Um, is there so... They're mad and they're drunk. So, and I can tell that they're drunk. And what's worse for them is that it makes me laugh <laughs> so hard. It makes me laugh so hard how mad they are. Like, laugh out loud, funny, like, dude, stop clogging my feet. <laughs> Block. Like, they're so angry about it. 
And the, what, what's, the weird thing, though, is people that are mad the next day, like, uh, I woke up today and my whole feed was you talking about some show. It's like, you, you've got to be kidding me. Follow some other people. Yeah, follow, some, <laughs> yeah. follow some other people. But also, uh, you need to get involved in uh, social justice causes. <laughs> like, if this, is a, if this is a big problem for you where you have to talk to the person that's making it happen, you need to go out and save someone's life. <laughs> You should go canvassing for the for the election. Like wow, I didn't know any of this. That's that's Oh, it's the best. Wow. It's the best. I love that's it. Amazing. Do you guys recall anything that came out of that conversation that you had about the Twilight Zone that made its way into the script? There well, were a few things. Yeah, I, I sent I sent Ben a bunch of as many as I could think of classic Twilight Zone things, mm-hmm. you know. Here, here are the yeah, here are the Intro. morality yeah plays you know mm-hmm. like we were the monsters the whole time mm-hmm. uh, uh, people who are ugly are actually pretty and vice versa <laughs> mm-hmm. um they, and, and one of the things got in was that they were all toys yeah and the librarian like the moral felt yes like as, as shoehorned in or the point of the episode <laughs> right uh as could be that like it was important that it was about something don't you understand <laughs> yeah. well i hope you learned an important lesson about wanting things <laughs> Not really, I didn't want anything. And I only wanted something as a gift for Frank. Oh. Also, wanting things shouldn't be a punishable offense. <laughs> I hope you learned a valuable lesson about libraries, a vanishing resource. How could we have possibly learned anything about libraries? <laughs> My name is Major Booker. I represented the vanishing librarian landscape. <laughs> Go quietly into that good night, Major. That's an order. That's from a book, I think. <laughs> Libraries. Think about it. And and transmission. <laughs> can I can I go back just for a second? I'm sorry to that I I do I love uh, James Urbaniak as as uh, Nightmares the Clown. Yes, yes, yes. He is just amazing, I, 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 and and he really made that his. I love that. One of the only. Recurring foes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring this up. Um, was that? Is, is he made now three appearances? <laughs> See, that's also funny if you ask me. I mean, you kids get that I'm not just some clown, right? I live in a well. That's not what a clown does. I'm a thing, a boogeyman, a walking nightmare. You know, I can do things like freeze you in your tracks. I, it's true. I can appear behind you when you blink. I'm gone, then pa, behind you. Watch. Wait. When, when you blink, somebody blink. Ah, ha, behind you. That first Nightmares episode gave us a look into Frank's past. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, um, the, the backstory of Frank, as I understand it, was that um, you know he had this supernatural experience when he was a kid, and he was haunted by it, and then uh, uh, turn, turned to drink at a very early age. Um, was at some point uh, as a as a maybe a, as a teen was taken in into this is it an orphanage? No church. The right. church, and uh, was performing exorcisms, mm-hmm. um, and then had some sort of falling out, a mysterious falling out that has been alluded to but not uh, specified with said church. Um, and I don't know if we know how Frank and Sadie met. Has that been? I don't think so. I was just no, I, I was just wondering we if we did. It hasn't been an episode yet. Yeah. I don't know if it's it not is. in the canon. I don't know yet. if it should be. 
Oh, oh it has to be at some point. You think so? Yeah. Are you forbidding I another? Know. I wonder. Story. I would love. I. I, I, I wonder. I, I don't know. This is like a thing that I'm. I'm hardly ever on board with. But you know what? I'm not on board with it in sitcoms when they do flashback episodes. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm. But I don't mind it in like a, a, a drama or sci-fi or something like that. It mm. doesn't bother me. It's more, I think, because you have a different connection to characters like that than you do to sitcom characters. But um, I, would, I would love to see Frank and Sadie's first meeting, which I imagine would be their first adventure together. Mm-hmm. It could be really interesting. It could be really interesting. Another recurring be a lot of character fun. that would appear in that story. Mm-hmm. I'll tease it now. Bobo. Bobo. Oh, that's right. Bobo Brubaker. <laughs> Whom we've only used once uh, in at Largo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's only he's only in the canon one time. But our, who who our was first Bobo? Podcast. Craig Kakowski. Kakowski, yeah. The late Craig Kakowski. <laughs> Craig Kakowski. <laughs> Bobo. And, and what was Bobo's deal? He's a jerk. <laughs> He's a con He's like artist, a swindler, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Supernatural swindler. But but is he do? Does he say he's our buddy? I'm nice to him, and you don't like him, or no, or has he been us. our buddy? No, he just or we just kind of travel a... in the same circles. Okay, you'll, f- right. you'll find out. Oh, you'll find out. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have a, bo- a Bobo backstory. Bobo backstory. A Bobo Brubaker backstory. Who else? Desmond. Who else you got? Cross. And and uh, well, um, uh, Donna Henderson, Donna Henderson, yeah. and her Dave husband, Dave Henderson, Dave, the, the 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 werewolf and the Sadie vampire. has a sister that we've never seen, Lucy. That's true. Yeah, has not been part of the Largo we run. We have not had Lucy. No. Well, I think it's it's not been part of the Largo run, but did it happen in at Embar? Yeah. You really? went to the wedding. It was a whole. She was marrying a Frankenstein. It was a whole mm-hmm. couple. Oh of my Was God. I there? Was I, I there? I never remember that. Was I there? Lucy. You made Paget break on stage. The time we did the Gingerbreadman, mm-hmm. we were using some of that Frankenstein stuff at the time, and we had made the Frankensteins were the New York equivalent of the Kennedys. They were like a rich, powerful yeah. family. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And the joke was uh, that the, your dentist, the family dentist, was a Frankenstein. <laughs> and Paul, your line was, "No wonder my teeth hate fire." <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. Line. <laughs> uh, and I remember it because we did it like we, we did it once in a run. <laughs> Still works. Still and then, works. Well, this is. We, we did it once, and then for our. <laughs> For our anniversary episode, we did it again. We, like, we did a greatest hits for our anniversary back at M Bar. Mm. And I remember that it was the first time I'd ever seen Paget break at that line, but she didn't break the first time it happened. So I said to you, Paul, after the show, like, nice job. Uh, and you told me that the joke, the last time we did it months and months prior, it didn't get the laugh that you wanted, so you put a little extra English on it. Mm-hmm. You judged it. And, I, and it blew my mind that, that someone would remember what one joke did months ago in a show when they're doing shows all the time. I never forget. <laughs> he challenges right. himself to be better It's in the time. notebook. But I turned to your Mark Evan Jackson wow. and remarked, listen to how awesome Paul is. He remembers how a joke did months ago. And Jackson's like, yeah, that's that's what we do. <laughs> so I turned to, to Hal and was like, "Get a load of these idiots uh, with their brains. These smart idiots remember things." And Hal was like, "Yeah, that's yeah." Then who'd you tell? Uh, then I gave up. Three rule of three. Was that Hal Lubin? Hal Lubin was like, "That's we we all do that." Lubin. <laughs> Lubin. Work just player Hal Lubin. Well, for now, for now. 
Um, yeah, that is. <laughs> this that is, is how he finds out. <laughs> but that is, if you're if you're a comedy person and you 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 don't score with a joke, and then later you see that joke again, it, it is like seeing somebody who beat you up. Like, Hello, old oh, friend. not this time. <laughs> I'm ready for you now. And that's int- that's something that I didn't know about you guys. It's a foe. Now the audience. You thought like there's only <laughs> the only one way to say it. No, <laughs> you, would, you would retain screwed. a moment from. Oh sure, months uh, ago. Yeah, you re- you retain moments. Considering of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma. It didn't do well. Hey, remember that time you got your leg well. cut off? Uh, refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> that is like one joke getting 80% of what you wanted. True. A loss of a Well, leg. you know what else is interesting, though? When we like, rehearse and we, like, because w- w- timing, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen with the audience. Mm-hmm. You, you you can be slightly aware of it. But yes. the last show that we did, <laughs> that, the, the trumpet, oh my we God. laughed so hard after Colin Hanks oh. had a line. And after the line, the trumpet player, who was a new guy, I'd never seen that guy before, but did a great job with the trumpet. How Lublin. Did, it was how. <laughs> he how did Lubin? the... <laughs> and we laughed so hard in rehearsal, and it was missed live. Mm-hmm. Because the audience was laughing at yeah. Colin's expression and never heard the horn. Yeah. And we were kind of hoping that it would have snuck in there at the very end of the laugh and that yeah. they heard it. And so we gave it a second of air mm-hmm. and then realized it's not. But I think that trumpet player didn't didn't he was unfamiliar with how he could have waited. I know. And, and that's I why think I... if you don't know how the show g- goes, how can you know how to how to do that? If he'd waited a second after the laugh for Colin, he would have gotten a laugh on the horn. And after the show, he was taken away and destroyed. <laughs> um, now he's in dog food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, he describes but, it as his business. But the, se- the second time, the trumpet, because there were a couple of those wah-wah cues. The second time, I got a laugh, right? Oh, it's just you. <laughs> hey, Frank. You had me scared half to death from your timing. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sorry. <laughs> Sadie, it's just Howie Schroeder. You remember. From my childhood, we, we and a third boy, Peter, had quaint adventures until in... Evil clown monster turned out to have been responsible for a series of murders. Said boogeyman made us choose which of us he would eat. We chose Peter, and while the clown ate our friend, we boarded up the well. Does that, that ring any bell? That, that hammering couldn't drown out the screams. Listen to episode five, True Believers. Call. The, the boogeyman returned in your adult life. Yeah, he, he sure did, Mrs. Doyle. Uh, you, you tricked him into uh, turning him into a spider. <laughs> oh, how very clever of me. And then Frank here, he squashed him with his foot. <gasps> how very dashing of him. Episode 5. <laughs> Wishing Wish hell. Yes, episode 5. Clink. doing here? Don't tell me Nightmares the Clown is back. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't forget. You don't forget those moments when they don't get a laugh. That's neat. But it's funny, it's too. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> the, that's the two opinions. I like the way that you put that, though. That you're, you're absolutely right. It's taking on an old foe or a you you downhill skied a course and you and you didn't nail well, it and yeah. you want to you want a second chance yeah. yeah it's a second chance yeah that it's like 
um, because it does it does stick out in your mind like oh, that should have how come that because you you immediately know like no that's a funny line that should have gotten a response and I didn't do it the right way. Hmm. Uh, do you guys still feel? Uh, I mean, we've been doing this almost eight years now, and do you guys? We don't get a chance to talk before the show because we're all running around rehearsing true. and trying to get things in order. But do the two of you still feel you know nervous or? or wary about certain things stepping onto that stage. Because now, as soon as, you know, the curtain is closed and Hal Lublin says, it's time, mm-hmm. the crowd goes crazy. They're, they're ready for you. It's the greatest ever. It, it does, in a way, because the, um, the, uh, the show has grown and, and, you know, the fan base has grown so much that um, it, does, it does feel like a little bit more pressure than in the old drunk Embar days you know what i mean where like but that's that's a natural progression of things you know that i my show that i did at largo uh, we did it at the old largo first and and the show cost five dollars and it's like you know hey everybody come on you have to pay for you know it was it was a very loose and sloppy show um and everybody on and off stage was drunk um and then when it moved to the theater space and people were paying way more money, it was like, well, this has to be taken seriously and you have to really deliver. And, and as much as it's people think it's funny when something doesn't go right, you know, like a lighting cue is missed or the curtain closes too soon or whatever. Like that's not supposed to happen. And, right. you know, if it if it does happen, it's got to be the exception rather than the rule. And it has to kind of be a big deal because it's like the the point of doing it in a place like this and charging this money is that what you're going to see is the idea is we're going to offer you a show for half the price that you would pay for it. That's, that's the idea. So when I go on that stage, it's, there is like a little bit more pressure than there was in the old days. Um, but, but what I, what I think is good about that is you don't take it for granted. You know, it's sort of like, Stay, stay, be present, be in the moment, and do as good a job as you can do. And really uh, make strong choices with this. Uh, try to be, you know, you can't ever be off book, but try to be as familiar with the stuff so you're not constantly looking down. Like when I see photos of the show, I hate when I see a picture of myself looking at the script. <laughs> it drives me crazy because it's like, oh, I try, I want so much to be connecting with the other people on stage mm-hmm. as much as I possibly can. And for the audience, from the audience perspective too, it's like as much acting, like real acting as you can possibly do and as little reading as you can possibly do, um, that's what I'm going for, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a nice pressure because it's uh, it's a thing that's important to me and, you know, I take it seriously. Do you, do I, you I still get nervous? nervous. Yeah. In fact, when we went, we went one month without doing it. Didn't we just, because uh, we did a show a few months ago where oh, Ju- we missed July. I was, was so no July. nervous having missed a month, mm-hmm. having missed a oh, show. Really? I was so nervous that I, I thought that. the mic could hear my heart pounding. Oh, and I have, I have every crutch I, I could ever need. I am drinking. <laughs> I'm with Paul. You wrote a great script. I've studied that accent. It's sold out. I didn't write it. Like, I have every crutch possible. I shouldn't be nervous because it's, it's nothing but good luck for me. I mean, I, 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 if, it, if it wasn't Paul, that would be... Because I do... I mean, I really feel like I, I know... And when... Oh, 
I think I might cry. <laughs> when I when we're with that and the curtains closed. Oh my gosh. I have a head cold. I'm a very I may be overly emotional. We've been drinking but, and Paul's but, here and we wrote No, this. I'm not drinking now. I'm totally sober. But I mean <laughs> when we're backstage and the curtains closed and Hal starts that and then Paul and I look at each other and we give each other a little squeeze or a kiss on the cheek and we say I love you. It is the most I mean it's just it's just great. It's just great. It's just so much fun and I trust him more than anyone performing wise. And and I know that if anything goes wrong, he'll he'll take care of it like a man. It's the best. It's the best fake marriage I could ever have. God, you should have seen Aww. Mark Evan Jackson crying, talking about Gagliardi. It they was give each other a squeeze. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Man. A little uh, peck on the cheek. <laughs> no, I. But yeah, I still get nervous because I care so much, and it's such an important. It really is an important thing in my life and I I missed it dreadfully when when it was on Friday nights and I couldn't do it. Yeah. That was horrible. I mean, yeah. I have a large percentage of my closet is dedicated to <laughs> Sadie clothing and uh, hair accessories and shoes. It's a big part of my identity. Oh. <laughs> so, I still get nervous. Yeah. You you, are, you guys are the best. Thanks for keep continuing to do it. Well, we really of course. Thank you. Thank you for having How us. How embarrassing. I'm a wreck. No. Let's, yeah. I'm a That's moody embar- actress. I'm just a wreck. It's, it's embarrassing to be sweet, right? <laughs> People hate that. <laughs> oh, I'm bitter and jaded. I'm tough. I'm just a moneymaker. <laughs> so Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else? Uh, can we make Paul cry? She made yeah. me cry. He I got, got a I little got misty. Up. I did. I saw it. It's a bit dusty in here. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. Is there is there any facet of Frank and Sadie or of their past, of their present that you guys would like to see explored? Because we're always open to new episode ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you? We're starting to a pitch meeting. <laughs> I need five ideas. Yeah, yeah. from each of you. Turn off. But the is, in- are there things that you guys haven't gotten to play? I mean, it's always fun when when you know we see something a little different from the characters. Like we got to see both Frank and Sadie afraid mm-hmm. recently, which they never are. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah, that's true. That was a lot of fun. A yeah, bee, that a, was fun. A bee got the in. The bee. Um, <laughs> Not ghosts uh, or Frankenstein or no. vampires. A bee. I've never, I've, I, I would like to see Sadie jealous. I was just going to say that. That's never happened. I was, you saw me holding my finger up. <laughs> I would one like thing to see on the record. somebody Good idea, Paul. fantastic <laughs> and supernatural hitting on Frank because we've had Chip Chipples. Or Chip Chipples with. Chip Chipples with or somebody. We've had guys hitting on Sadie, kind of. What was his name? I'm pretty sure it was Chip Chipplesworth. Well, no, it was uh, Ewing Clipspringer. Right. Who Justin played. What? That was pretty That's good. not less ridiculous. <laughs> I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I would like to see. And while I don't. You had Bast. Ba- oh, Bast. Was a little cat. flirty with Paul. Yeah, but yeah, not. not, not, not yeah, 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 yeah. No, if he, if he was tempted, and, and generally speaking, I do not care for 
woman against woman comedy, like that bitchy mm-hmm. catty. But there's a way there would be you guys would know how to write it so that they could maybe all end up being friends or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's a way yeah. to do it. But I would love to see Sadie. Re- that would be great if she was fun. off her feet like, whoa, this has never happened. <laughs> that would be fascinating. I think that would be interesting. That's, yeah. That's funny that we both thought the same thing. Marriage. And we're crying. <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? What would a creature be? Who, what would, who would you like to see play this person? Well, it doesn't even have who, to be. Who do you it like? Could be, it could be somebody from his past, mm-hmm. you know, from Frank's oh, past. Oh, maybe, yeah, a human. Old girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, who would you like to play it? I'm <laughs> looking at you. John Hamm. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to uh, speak to the uh, the time that Paul and Craig improvised. Oh, that together, was so much fun. Which you guys leaned into a Twilight Zone thing, which was the impetus yeah. for the whole Twilight Zone episode. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. I Craig does this show called First Time with Khaki where he, you know, because Craig is like a master improviser and, and uh, he does this show where he gets somebody he's never improvised with before and... Um, there and they just do like a long form thing, and we was it a half hour, yeah. Um, as part of the the improv the improv Olympic mm-hmm. anniversary, I- I- right. yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and there well, it was some festival, but I can't remember yeah. what. Yeah, it was their anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he asked me to do it, and uh, I had never done that before. I've never done it before. Really? Yeah, I've improvised like with the super ego guys right. and you know, that's like doing little scenes and stuff like that. And it's but, a little more controlled. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this was like I had never done anything like this before. It was just the two of us and you have to keep it going. And uh it was exhilarating. And it was you know, it really was like that um the tennis game analogy where he's so good <laughs> that it made me, I think way better than I ever would have been otherwise and uh, just trying to keep up with him and, and and you know and like keep the thing going and build on it and you know not like not falter you know like that's all I was trying to do was not just bring everything to a halt and it was it was a ball it was so much fun but we ended up going into this sort of Twilight zone thing like it's the suggestion was a train station so we started out at a train station and uh, and then you know, it was like this weird place where we were trapped. There's a lot of a lot of Twilight Zones or people being trapped in strange places. <laughs> I remember before the show started, we were all hanging out in the green room or whatever, and there was this moment where you were like, "Oh wait, is there anything I need to know in order to do this?" And he was like, "Nah, you're fine." <laughs> Uh, it was a blast. And and Craig is one of these guys. I mean, he's in so many Beyond Belief episodes uh, because you, the th- all three of you, in fact, have this really fun chemistry. I mean, I feel like everyone in our cast is so dependably great. It's uh, an amazing group yeah. of people. It is. It truly. really is. And I, I, one of the things that was so great about going to, you know, taking that New York trip was um, I, uh, you know, you, you don't get to spend that much time together. Mm-hmm. And Margo, it's like, we're in these two dressing rooms, and it's kind of you know. It's a you're hallway hang. Going. You're, you're yeah. sort of seeing people yeah, yeah. in the hallway, but it, it, yeah. But this was like we because we were doing two shows. There was all this time in between. Mm-hmm. And we got to really, um, and because of the just the the setup of the place backstage, like we got to spend time mm-hmm. and have conversations with people that you don't normally get to. And um, you know, it is in addition to being an amazingly talented group of people, it's a really nice group of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not a a bad egg in there. There no, all there's one. Right, but he's out of the cast. <laughs> Sorry, Hal. 
Sorry, Lubin. Lubin. <laughs> 86. Good God. Lubin's 86. <laughs> he actually um, dropped us right before this. So yeah. it's not even like, it's oh, a fresh we're wound. done with Hal. Like, fresh he's wound. done with us. Um, no. Are you guys ready for the lightning round? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In right. character. Yeah. In character. <laughs> in character? I thought, it was, I thought it's all been in character. Um, <laughs> Chris Hardwick has played... Des- Count Desmond Cross. <laughs> Is that how this works? <laughs> Tell us about that vampire guy. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Desmond Cross is... Uh he is a vampire? He's the head of the... Yeah, he yeah. is a vampire and the vampire... Vampirer. <laughs> he's the maker of most of the vampires that we deal with, I believe. But he's yeah. the, the president area. of one faction. Not which to be the confused with area, the eldest. But not... Right. But not... Yeah. He, he, he doesn't run all the vampires. He's the tri-state area. Yes. Right. Uh, which would be what? <laughs> New York, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania? <laughs> sure. What would it be? Any three states you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a try. And just start naming <laughs> naming states as Sadie. People will love it. Connecticut, <laughs> Wyoming, Maine. I quite like Maine. <laughs> you can speak for a moment, uh, Paget. I almost said Sadie, <laughs> Paget, about uh, Mark Agliardi's vampire character, uh, Carlisle Ravencastle, dark, dark husband. husband to the midnight. Oh God, dark husband to the midnight. He's affected. He's slightly <laughs> He's, affected. Yes. Um, and self-important and, and glamorous. He's a flamboyant character. He's flamboyant. Theatrical. He's in touch with his feminine side. <laughs> um, and I imagine he dresses fantastically. Sure. Don't you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost like a... He's wonderful. A, a Tim Gunn. <laughs> He's the Tim Gunn. The Tim Gunn of... Uh, the Tim Gunn of the, the vampire-ers. He's a vampire-er. Yeah. He's, He's made vampires. A Nosferatu. Oh, yes. Der Vampir. <laughs> der, vamp- der Vampir. Das Vampir. Das Vampir. Do you say it with a W? Vampir or v- Vampir? You want to say it with a w-, w. Why not? Vampir. <laughs> Me gusta. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you spoke Oh, I need Spanish. a nap. <laughs> One of the fan favorite episodes uh, was the Chupacabra episode with the Matt. Fans got it right. Matt Gorley and Gillian Jacobs mm-hmm. and Natalie Morales played the witch. And yeah. Who is a recurring character also? Yes. Mm-hmm. The crone. The crone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry about your goat. Why, that goat has turned into a girl. <gasps> Carlotta, I bet. No, this is no Carlotta. I don't know who this is. Just kidding! This is Carlota! <laughs> Era una cabra! Ay, Dios! Era una cabra! Y usted aspiro todo mi sangre! Y por un tiempo, morí! What's she saying? No, no, no. I uh, no speak Spanish. <laughs> I am a prince. Spanish is a peasant language. <laughs> morí! Y no había nada. No Dios. No ángeles. Nada. Yes, I don't know, Scarlotta. <laughs> it's, it's me. It's Miguelito. So I speak English. You are not Miguelito. You are a monster. Ah. Uh, knock, knock. Door's open. Can I come in? I'm coming in. I'm in. <laughs> Hi. Witch here. Uh, listen, Frank, Sadie, I'm terribly disappointed in you. 
Do we know this witch, dear? I believe we would remember. <laughs> you were both pretty well lit. Oh, yes, that, that could have been possible, the case. Yes. <laughs> so we've had some great guest stars. Uh, Matt Gorley uh, and Gillian Jacobs are both great. Uh, the Super Ego podcast is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and Gillian is really uh, is really terrific. And I've had her on my show as well. And I what I love about her is that she's really game and she just she really goes for it yeah you know, she doesn't, and she's a sweetie she never walks through it and she's a sweetheart she is yeah. the sweetest yeah, girl is. and a beautiful girl yes she's like a she, lovely young lady in this for town a woman, she yeah. could be a creep and get away with it <laughs> she's gorgeous and she's really funny and and courageous and sweet yeah which is not you don't see that that much i i think she's it's like you're describing yourself wonderful but I'm I mean, mean and cold. <laughs> I have no emotions. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I said it might, no, I, I mean, like her a lot. It might seem <laughs> obvious to say that she has amazing comedy chops, but I, I guess the only reason I remark on it is that she's not from the world of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though she's on a sitcom, mm-hmm. she's classically trained actress, and of course, you know, you have to do all sorts of stuff when you're when you're trained like that. But you know. Um, she really has great timing and really uh, makes uh, strong and interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I yeah. think the same too. I think the same applies to Elizabeth Reeser. I do. Yes, I, thought her, I do too. That when she was the ballerina, I, I, she just killed me. Yeah, and that's not. She's Juilliard and Broadway, and I mean, she's a trained, trained dramatic actress, yeah. and yeah. she just has a has a gift. I think that is. She gets it, but she doesn't push it. Yeah. She's not trying. You know, it's that nice. It's recognizing that it's funny, but beyond. But but do it. Do mm-hmm. it as written, and it's funny. You don't. You don't have to always push it. And I. I think both of those ladies do that. Yeah. yeah, it's always interesting to see. You know, these actors who are known for dramatic things or who have the dramatic uh, training come in and play these very silly characters mm-hmm. who inhabit the beyond belief yeah. world. If you respect the script and the universe, then you you'll be okay. You know, but if, if it's when people think like, oh, comedy, I get it. <laughs> you talk like an idiot or yeah, something. Yeah, and go to, yeah. But also, you know what? I do think, uh, I think we're an intimidating group, and I won't name names. That's but on purpose, we've by design. Couple, <laughs> we've had a couple of rehearsals with guest stars who had not done the show, who saw it and said, I can't, I can't do this. The I late, cannot do what you guys do. Can I, can't. I say who that was? Sure. The late Paul Newman. <laughs> this Great. was the last year of his life. <laughs> You called him a pansy in front of his wife. He was being a pansy. And his wife agreed, to be fair. (laughs) The late Joanne Woodward. I don't think we should. Where is she, by the way? (laughs) been waiting. She's still at that rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for her ride. This is the last part of the bonus round and the end of the podcast. Uh, Is there anyone that we have not had as guest stars that you guys would love to bring in who you think would excel in our show or just whom you admire from television or film or theater and, you know, would like to play with? I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's lots of people. Maggie Smith. I want Maggie Smith. (laughs) Maggie Smith. I want Maggie Smith. My dream always has been to work opposite Peter O'Toole. That would be... An amazing thing, and that's, that's who I based the King of Coffee on. Oh, oh wow! Yes. Oh, the King of Coffee has a brother, maybe. <laughs> well, or a the f- Prince father. of, or a father. Oh, the father. We have a whole yeah. When we get Peter yeah. O'Toole, we have a whole like Shakespeare. It's, 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 a hammer. Oh, it's in the drawer, God. right? Yeah, oh yeah. you already God. have that all ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually do. We actually, it's oh. 
Peter. Oh, it two. sounds like we have to go to London. Oh, that would be. Oh, can you imagine? Oh. I feel like it's when family ties would go on vacation. Yeah, Just absolutely. all of the thrilling adventure yeah. hour goes to London. Oh, I remember that Brady Bunch in Hawaii. Right. I remember that. Now, when they go, when these shows go on vacation, isn't there always a crime? Yes. Like someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the characters crime. falls for a charming pickpocket or rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a cursed or haunted, idol. yeah. Haunted. Like they had to up the stakes because it's a holiday episode. <laughs> wow. It's never like a funny misunderstanding. It's always like a horrible crime has been committed. Uh-huh. Sanford and Son had a murder when they That's went to Hawaii. Like, there was no Sanford and Sanford, Son in Hawaii went, yes, with a was. murder. They went to Hawaii. Fred Sanford witnessed a murder. He wanted to witness protection. <laughs> you jerk. I almost believed you, except there was no Grady. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Grady was the one who got murdered. That's how they wrote him off oh, the show. That would be the worst. When the thrilling adventure Fred. hour goes... <laughs> Avenge my death! <laughs> when the thrilling adventure hour goes to London, someone will be murdered. All right. Sorry, Hal Lubin. Thank you guys uh, for being here and talking about the show and Thank for you. doing the show. Thank you for having us here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us as part of the show. This this fulfills my community (laughs) service. I want to shoot a hippo. No, a rhino. No, an antelope. Oh, no, a cheetah. No, a jaguar. Oh, no, a zebra. No, a giraffe. Oh, no, a baboon. Oh, no, a wildebeest. No, a hyena. Oh, no, a gazelle. Oh, a water buffalo. Oh, Frank. I simply cannot choose just one. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.